Alrighty everyone, so today, well yesterday was the second day of the trial and as I said yesterday I'm going to try and keep this pretty short because uh, we're actually meeting even earlier for court today so I want to keep this short so I can make it there in time to get a seat. <clears throat> I was actually really happy with my seat yesterday, I was pretty close to, uh, it, well I was actually in a really good position so I could see all the parties, a judge, court reporter, witnesses, and uh, the jury so I had a really fun time I, I guess we could call it jury watching instead of people watching in this kind of instance but I want to go ahead and pick up with where I left off yesterday uh, that'll be talking about the witnesses and then I'm also going to list a few more objections and the type of objections that were uh, presented and whether they were sustained or whether they were uh, overruled and then I also want to talk about the process of admitting evidence, uh, just to be more clear about how that works. So ultimately, let's go ahead and start with the process of how a jury is called and then selected. So when a jury is ready to be called, uh, they go up in front of the, uh, the person who is collecting their witness, uh, the party goes out into the hall, grabs the witness, uh, they come in and the witness is sworn in before the judge, and then they continue to be questioned by the attorney that ended up going, and that is called the direct. And then the other side, after asking questions, they're going to attempt to impeach uh, based off of things that they said in previous testimony, depositions, and that's called the cross. And then the other, the original party, is going to respond uh, by trying to redirect the witness back to their original position. And, and then after that, the court will go ahead and excuse the witness. So yesterday we started with the state's first witness, and then we uh, finished the first witness and started with the state's second witness. Um, the state's second witness took a considerable, considerable amount of time. It ended up taking uh, the rest of the morning. Uh, after uh, the, if you remember from yesterday, uh, there was an objection and a request to strike some of the testimony that uh, the witness had originally said. And that was uh, considered overnight, and then that objection was sustained and that testimony was struck. And then the jury was instructed not to consider that testimony that was previously given when it comes to the sentencing uh, well, not sentencing, but the verdict offering. Uh, I won't go into how many minutes each went. I did keep time of everybody just for my own curiosity. Um, the uh, second, state second witness was pretty long, uh, but uh, the third witness, the fourth witness, and I think there was a fifth witness for the state. They were all pretty short. Yeah. And then after the state finished questioning their witnesses, and the cross and the redirect for each of those witnesses, the state rests. That's what they say, and that just means the state has finished with their argument. We feel that we have met our burden, and ultimately it's the defense's turn to try and refute that. Uh, the state does have that burden. Uh, this is a criminal case. But let's go ahead and talk about some of the ways that uh, it's important for evidence to be admitted to the court. I want to emphasize that the witnesses are essential 
to a trial. Without the witnesses, there is no trial. Um, because the witnesses are how you get the evidence into trial. Uh, the jury is to consider what the witnesses say. They don't consider what the attorneys say. And that's ultimately why the attorney's job is just to ask questions, lead them, direct the story. Um, the party asking is not allowed to lead, but the cross can lead. And it's really interesting to see how these attorneys work. But I want to go ahead and just get pretty detailed into how the process to admit evidence ends up working. So the party who wants to admit the evidence, uh, they say, Judge, I would like to offer exhibit such and such as evidence. The judge will ask for any objections. The other party will say, Yes, Your Honor, I object, or No, Your Honor, I don't object. No objections. If there is an objection, uh, they're going to ask what the the judge is going to ask what the objection is. They're going to ask for a response. It's going to be a little hearing kind of deal. Inside, they're going to be admitted or denied as evidence. Uh, if there's no objections, it's just automatically going to be admitted. So at that point, the first party who wanted to present the evidence will say, may the exhibit be published. Uh, that's if they want to present the evidence before the court, uh, viewed so that the jury can see it. So offer is another word, I guess, for admit. And then publish is, can I show this to everyone? And then the court will say, it may. It may be published. And then the party will then publish it, make it visible for the witness to describe. And the witness needs to identify that evidence as correct. Otherwise, it's not admissible evidence. So that's really the whole process of how evidence is admitted. It's why it's so essential to have witnesses because they are there to identify the evidence and then to tell the story. A couple of additional objections uh, that were made in day two was argumentative. That's when the attorney is arguing with the witness. Uh, there's improper impeachment. Impeachment is when you are trying to counter, uh, well, get the witness to contradict previous testimony. That whole point is so that they can revisit, uh, it, diminish the credibility of the witness. And so you need to do that properly. I'm not sure exactly what the procedure was, but it was sustained and that impeachment was not properly being followed. Uh, relevance. Uh, because the material is not in evidence. Uh, we had talked about relevance before, but this one was specific, specifically related to material that was not in evidence. And then finally, uh, there's an objection for lack of personal knowledge, and this is when the attorney is asking the witness to testify about something that they don't know about. Uh, and if the witness, I believe, does testify about that thing, then that would be considered hearsay. There's a couple of other things that I just want to mention um, as well about this case. Uh, it's interesting to see how personable, uh, not personable, but how personal uh, these parties are. Because uh, these are real parties being affected uh, for uh, actions that they did. It's going to change their lives regardless of what the outcome is, uh, regardless of whether or not there's a sentence or not, 
a judgment or not, a verdict or not. Uh, this is going to uh, shape both uh, the lives of the state, uh, who currently have attorneys who are trying to develop in their career, and it's going to uh, change the lives of those who are being charged, because I mean, how could it not? And it's crazy to see how uh, 30 seconds could have quite that impact. And it does have quite that impact uh, because we have a whole trial based off of that kind of stuff. But anyways, uh, the defense did get into two of their witnesses. Uh, I found those two witnesses very interesting uh, to follow, to watch and to watch both the attorneys uh, for both the defendant and the state work with the defense's witnesses to see what each would say and how that would develop the case. It's been really interesting so far. I'm excited for today to continue. Have a good one. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Law Schoolers. Before I let you go, there are four things I want to say. The first thing is if you enjoyed these episodes and if you enjoyed the website, I would invite you to go and join Law Schoolers Pro. And you can do that by going to lawschoolers.com slash join. It's a way for you to support us, but there's also a lot of features there that I think you will enjoy. Second thing is that nearly all of our episodes are unedited. The only ones that aren't are pre-law materials. And the reason for that is so you can actually see the legal material in its raw form as I'm learning it as well. The third thing is that the information contained in these episodes are specifically only for educational purposes. They're not to be used as legal advice. And with that, the fourth thing is if it is used as legal advice, we are not liable. That is, law schoolers is not liable for any legal outcomes. Thank you again for enjoying the show. Have a good one.